0: G'day, this is Dom Harvey from The Edge Breakfast Show, and you're listening to The Kiwi Running Show.
1: Kia ora, happy holidays, and welcome to episode 32 of The Kiwi Running Show. I'm Hamish Meacham, and uh, with me today, the guy who's been carrying all the workload recently. (laughs) Yeah, Hayden Sheehan. Um, yes, I ha- I have, but
0: we we did
1: a nice backlog of of interviews. Yeah, with good old Barry McGee. That was awesome, um, actually. I've been um, listening to those um, a- as they've uh, come come live over the last three, three weeks, and some yeah, yes, yeah, really interesting stuff. And it's it's hard. I, I had um, somebody uh, pop something on my on my Facebook page, kind of questioning one of his philosophies, and it's one of those ones where the guys are living legends. Yeah and there's so much gold, like there's so much amazing knowledge that he has. No, I must admit, as we're talking, like I got swept up and I was like, yeah, 100 miles or, it's actually not really my coaching philosophy, um, and it's not, I guess, kind of what most people are doing nowadays, but there is still uh, a huge value in the knowledge that he has and that philosophy itself is is still pretty good
0: yeah yeah mm. absolutely yeah and I, I totally agree I think there's we can um, we, we can get down to the nitty gritty but what um, Arthur and his boys did definitely um, set the foundation for what running long distance running training should look like yeah um and i think that's the that's the big take home for me it was what they did was pretty revolutionary
1: yeah yeah um, it was an absolute pleasure um also to to actually do the interview in his home to be invited yeah, yeah. into his home and and sit down and have a cup of tea and do it in that atmosphere was was actually really amazing so yeah yeah once yep. in a lifetime opportunity at Absolutely. least we get to do it again so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and these guys won't be around for long like i'm I hoping know. to get peter snell this year yeah um and yeah they're they're, they're not going to be around yeah, forever like we've missed the chance to get arthur
1: obviously yeah and, look we're, we're notoriously bad um you know there's a bit of tall poppy syndrome in new zealand like yeah. arthur Lydiard wasn't universally or, or well liked within athletic scenes yeah. um, for a long time, wasn't didn't get the respect that he deserved here in New Zealand, and even now we've got legends uh, walking around at our track meets like like uh, Dick Quacks and um, and John Walker, yeah. and you know there's there's a bit of reverence there, but um, yeah, there's also you know um, I feel they're generally underappreciated. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Did um did Arthur Lydian ever get knighted? No, did he turn it down, or did no. he just never get? No, no, uh, and look, so you cannot get knighted by being a maverick who ruffles people's feathers. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. So that you know, the people who receive these New Year's honours, they do amazing work. They're incredible people, um, but they. They also play by the rules, yeah. and Arthur Lydia never played by the rules, <laughs> um, and, and you know he was never. It, I don't think it would have ever been even a, a discussion point. It, it would have never been discussed. Yeah, yeah, just not not the type of character who fits into that traditional model of of who you would knight. Yeah. So. It's uh, he is an amazing character. Like you, you talk to any
0: running aficionado around the world, and mm. he's in in the discussion of the top
1: three running coaches yeah, in yeah. in history. Oh, certainly. And look, and look, my background, my my initial foray into coaching was as a Lydia disciple, and it's still a huge part of my philosophy today. Um, but we do have to separate the man from the philosophy, and you know there were aspects of this is blasphemy uh, but you know there are and 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 barry would strangle me um (laughs) but there are aspect of aspects of arthur Lydiard's personality that that probably weren't that savory so you know and without going into huge amounts of detail but you know that's got nothing to do with the coaching philosophy and what he did for the sport of athletics particularly here in new zealand
0: yeah. yeah it's interesting like one of the things that I, I think more and more when I hear really top coaches speak is their um, what would you call it? It, it they see the world in black and white um, mm. and they're very rigid on on, on their on their opinions um, yes and I, I wonder whether that sort of helps to feed that self-belief even if their opinions might be not not perfect Um yeah. It, it, it feeds the self-belief of the athletes. Um, yeah, there, there's
1: that. It feeds the self-belief. And then as a coach, you have to be a decision maker. Yeah. And and you'll give your athletes confidence if you have that decisive confidence. So yeah. you can't be like, you know, if an athlete comes to you and says, Oh, I'm, you know, having trouble sleeping at night and uh, my left calf is a bit niggly. And if you just go, oh, well, you know, it's because you've just gone above, you know, and you're running 97 miles a week and doing speed work and it's because of that swim you the other day. And so cut out the swimming and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you just give a really decisive answer, athletes, your athlete will tend to believe you and go, oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas the truth of the matter is it could be a number of things and you might. But if you take that approach and go, oh, well, it could be this could be this it's actually really complex hayden we probably should sit down and talk that's not going to imbue the athlete with heaps of confidence yeah yeah so there is a a real benefit in that kind of binary black and white view that that really strong philosophy that you stick to yeah this is how it is is what we do but that that Um. comes with its own risks Mm, it does yeah Yeah. it's very interesting yeah and so we're we're in coming towards the tail end of the holiday period, mm-hmm. Hayden. So tell us, uh, you know, I'm keen to hear about um, what 2017 holds for you on the running front. Yeah. Um, but first, before we get there, how how was your holiday running?
0: Yeah uh good actually I uh, had yep. some really good times where, uh, there's a crew of runners base who are basing themselves in Wellington yeah um so my family lives down that way so I, I got to do a few runs and workouts with with some of those guys and man there's some <laughs> some speedy boys there yeah um in fact one one I went on I felt um Extremely slow Talking to all the guys There's one guy From Aussie um, His name's Andre And I can't remember His last name Yeah But um, get this First year of running And he's run uh, 152 for the 800 Wow 348 for the 1500 Yeah And has he I think he's done fifteen ten for the five k. And
1: so one year of running. Last track season would have been his first track. Yeah, season so yet. he's probably done a year yeah. and a half,
0: maybe wow. looking more like two years yeah. of running now. But well,
1: and that's the scary thing. Like yeah. that's what talent looks like. Yeah. So he's obviously, I'm guessing, he's training with some pretty good guys and looking at. Yeah, he's Olympics based in type Melbourne. Type stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think his
0: goal this year is to just get as close to three forty as possible. So yeah, probably. 340 and then maybe um dip into the 330 yeah so which is nuts when you're
1: talking just a few years of running that's pretty good and did you get to catch up and do a bit of training with is that with nick willis and and yeah yeah yep Yep. so
0: nick willis and hamish carson and tim cornish and all those speedy guys um yeah it was good having a chat to them all and um it's really exciting. Um, the male middle distance running at the moment in New Zealand is really strong, yep. um, but everyone's don't, don't, working don't really. Don't
1: the girls. The girls are going well as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There
0: was a um, there was a lack of girls. Yeah, <laughs> in that squad, yeah, there definitely in was.
1: That squad. I, I um, investigated or I talked um, with Steve Willis about the possibility of taking my uh, my athlete Keegan, who's a para athlete, yep. down, um, and I was hoping there would be a group of females there. Uh, Keegan's pace kind of matches up pretty well his training pace with elite yep. female athletes at the moment. Cool. Um, so I thought, oh, that could be a really good fit. No, no females <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, going to the training hub, which was a shame. Yeah. But uh, that's alright We've um, had a, had a good uh, little uh, build up into the season, and I guess for myself over the holiday period kind of the exact opposite of you so I've uh, I don't know if you've noticed Hayden but the old tummy is uh, (laughs) it's ballooned out to to epic proportions so tipping was tipping the scales at 95 kg so i've just been heading towards the 100 club yeah i've been there before yeah uh, and i don't want to go back so um yeah just running every day but running by myself um and how's that going yeah not bad oh the first (laughs) the first few weeks uh, are really really tough yeah just carrying around all of that weight and the, the legs aren't used to it and the body's just going oh what are you what are you doing <laughs> with the runners I coach? I usually um, find there's a three-week hurdle. Yeah. Once you pass three weeks, yeah, so you I'm, sort of hit a plateau. I'm, I'm about pitch. to I'm about to hit the third week. Yeah. And I'm re- I've had this kind of three-week experience before, where you can turn the corner after three weeks and start yeah. to feel like a runner again. And so, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed, it's coming soon. So, but I've been been doing a lot of running by myself and been lucky enough. Uh, Uh, to run in a few beautiful spots so down the Waikato River trails and then um, over on the there's some beautiful trails around the western side of Lake Taupo Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. around Omori and and Kinloch so I ran a lot of those um, which meant the running's been really slow because that's all quite hilly but Hey, I'm out there, and yeah, it's been good. It's cool. been good. Did you crash into any mountain bikes? Um, I, I had one mountain bike accident in Omori. Um, yeah. uh, I didn't get hurt, so the mountain biker kind of ditched and came off on the side of the trail, which yeah. I felt somewhat bad about, but not that bad. <laughs> I've actually I've had a few run-ins with mountain bikers, and like I've I've been kicked. By a mountain yeah, biker before, kicked. yeah. So, what, was he on the bike at the time? Yeah, he was on the bike, and he clipped out of his pedal and just like flung his, <laughs> his cleat at me and and kicked me as he went past. Well, were you bloody hurt. were it was, you going on one of the downhill tracks or something? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> going don't up the downhill. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, the mountain biker is the mortal enemy of, of, the, runner. <laughs> of the runner. Yeah, of the trail runner, anyway. Yeah. So
0: it's like surfers because i'm a surfer and surfers and stand up paddleboarders. boarders oh you know, yeah. <laughs> they come in with these big big boats <laughs> yeah 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 and Not steal all the waves yeah, and, yeah yeah get out of my way
1: <laughs> rookie god um and so what about um you know 2017 yeah it's an exciting year ahead what are you what's on your right yeah
0: my rate as far as running goes like i've i've got this goal i, I really want to um improve my 5k pb um, I haven't been able to do that for quite a few years due to injury and, mm-hmm. and illness so I really want to get that down. At the moment sitting at about 15, 20 and so I'll, I want to get that under 15. Wow. It would be really big... cool. But yeah. I haven't run under 16 for a few a few years yeah, now so yeah, I've yeah. still got to get under 16 and then try and get under 15. yeah so hopefully that the health plays
1: and, ball and so when you um, are looking at attacking that like are you talking about Epo or are you <laughs> talking testosterone like what what is because that's a big jump a little bit of a combo of both yeah, actually yeah. No. I mean even 15 20 to go under 15 that's 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 a big leap so what yeah do you are you you're quite serious and you're tracking this out with with a bit of the plan,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, it's starting with with base mileage, which has been the focus for the last few months. Yeah. Um, and then it's just slowly incorporating more and more speed. So that's been lacking from my training. Um yeah. So I ran my first 200 meter rep under 30 seconds in nice. about four years. So it's been a while since I've I've run that quick. Yeah. Um, which is still not very fast when you yeah. compare it to guys like Nick Willis and Hamish Carson. Yeah. But um, and are you hoping to do this on the track, or? Yeah, yeah, I think it'll have to be on the on the track. So I'll I'll hunt out some some track meets and um, yep. maybe give nationals a, a go. Bit of a nudge. Um, good chance to get pulled around. Um, yeah. but we 'll see i 've still got some health problems that i 'm working through yeah. um, dirty old sinus infection that 's oh, been hanging around for yeah. donkey's years so drugs, drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, so hopefully I can get that sorted um, it 's really weird actually because i um, it's basically I clear it all out in the morning, mm. so my morning workouts are terrible, and then yeah. my evening workouts are really good yeah um, so evening races should be okay but um yeah, morning yeah. workouts. Oh, hopefully it might um, fix itself and come yeah, right by the yeah, time hopefully. you race. So, oh, um, that's, so that, that's the exciting. kind of goal for the summer. And then um, maybe some half marathons, marathons during yeah. the winter, trail yeah. races, something like that. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Have yeah. you, no, you got I, a
1: Same thing. I want to go yeah. into 15 minutes before. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, uh, I will play my cards close to my chest at this stage. I'll, I'll race in 2017 but really I think I've said this before it's just about um, being able to get out and train with the boys again cool. um, I've told, told uh, my athletes my, my goal for the season is to be able to run topless by the end of summer Nice. so yeah. that might be Easter uh, <laughs> if we count that as the end of summer but yeah so just, just being able to get up to where I can um, you know run run 30 k's at five minute k's rather than you know plodding along at whatever i'm running at the moment six yeah. six and a half sort of thing so yeah get get the speed of those runs up and and if i can enjoy a few runs with some of the boys then some uh oh, and girls i suppose then some racing might uh might happen later on we'll nice. see very cool yeah um now speaking of running topless um
0: i kind of Put my foot in it a, a little <laughs> bit in the media. It's a terrible segue, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But I saw this. I saw this. And so do yeah. you want to explain the situation? Because I, okay. I felt like you dealt with it really well. But how Thank did, you. So tell us about the book and the passage and then, and then what transpired this holidays. Right.
0: So uh, many of you will know that I've released a few books, um, the first of which was The Runner's Guide to Wellington. And mm. since then, I've done The Runner's Guide to London. Um, so I did the runner's guide to Wellington five years ago. Um, and as, as a bit of context, um, just before that happened, someone, someone close to me was attacked at knife point while running. Wow. Um, and so a a pretty vicious attack. Um, she, she came out fine, but, um, managed to fend the attacker off. Yeah. But um, we we sat down and put together some safety tips specifically for for women and put yeah. those in the book.
1: With uh, so kind of with with alongside the person who had been, yeah, been through been, that experience. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as
0: the the self publisher editor of the book, it, it was up to me to decide how that worked, those tips would come across. Yep. Um, and in the end, um, they were picked up. By um, a reporter on Twitter, yeah. um, saying that they're sexist and offensive, yeah, um, which was really gutting for me. You know, it come from a, um, an, a motive that was the opposite of that, and, yeah. and trying to give people some some clues to stay safe out there. Mm. Um, and then the media picked it up, and it was uh, I found this story on uh, on the cover of Stuff on yeah. the um, homepage of the Herald. Um, and it, it, to be honest, it was ha- handled really poorly by the media. So they were saying that the Shoe Clinic released the book, yes. I whereas saw that. they just sponsored the second edition of the book, yeah. Um, so they didn't have any editorial control, um, yeah. And they didn't approach the author to give a comment beforehand, yes. Um, and yeah, and, and they the Herald also misquoted the book, yeah. So yeah, a, a lot of. Um, the media aren't my best friends uh, at, yeah, at the moment, and, and but
1: my experience <laughs> in dealing with the media is they grab onto these stories and um, they really do the bare minimum of, of research and turn these stories around within less than half a day usually yeah and so yeah it's it's not surprising but still disappointing to see the lack of accuracy in the reporting but all the same that I guess the you, you yourself have have um, kind of uh, I guess retracted the comments. You you realised that what you initially wrote wasn't quite on point, or was didn't yeah. didn't kind of <clears throat> yeah. It could have been worded better, and yeah. um, certainly
0: I, I think the the main mistake that I made was making it gender specific. Um, I think the the safety tips um, should apply to to everyone. Yeah. Um, and there, there are things that we can do to make ourselves feel safer. Yeah. Um, we've actually got an interview coming up with um, Lindsay Armstrong, who's a criminology lecturer, um, and so and also a runner and yeah. a triathlete. So it, this is a big area of research for her, yeah. and she's actually saying, "Look, just there's there's no blanket tips that we can give people. Just do what you you." Can do to feel safe, because yeah. um, ultimately, you're you're not at fault when you <laughs> if you are attacked. Yeah, yeah. And the fact is that attacks are very rare yeah. um, on runners. Um, I I I I do agree with her but I, I think there um, there are things that we can do to to yeah, like she said, make ourselves feel feel safer yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, and and certain things like um, not running. And um, in, in the dark, in places that you know are dodgy, yeah. um, are, are pretty pretty sound, and for for men as well as women.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah.
0: So and and I definitely followed those those kind of rules. Um, yeah. So we've got that interview coming up shortly. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I as soon as I saw it in the media, I wrote a I wrote a press release, sent it out to the media. And one of the gutting things was, um, you know, I sent it to them in time to not. To make the, their print release for the next day, but yeah. the original articles were still in um, in the the actual physical paper, yeah. so that was a bit gutting that they didn't pick that up. And then, yeah, um, well, that,
1: it's not such a cool story when, when yeah. you know author um, acknowledges um, you know slight mistake, makes yeah. retraction and apology. <laughs> no one, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's headline. Not, it's not sensational. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so. And the other thing I'd also like to say. Um, sort of apology to shoe clinic who took the brunt of it um yeah and they totally didn't didn't deserve to take the brunt of it they had nothing to do with it so um keep shopping at shoe clinic everyone, yeah yeah well they're
1: they, actually you know an excellent specialty shoe store so yeah yeah yep, yep. excellent yep. absolutely so we'll
0: we'll cross over to this interview with Lindsay armstrong cool so, on the phone with me today is Lindsay Armstrong, who is a criminology lecturer from Victoria University of Wellington, and also a a keen runner, cyclist, triathlete. Um, and so, welcome to the show, Lindsay.
2: Thanks, Hayden.
0: Cool. Now, obviously, um, we've we've got you on the show today because uh, a few years ago, uh, to put it bluntly, I I put my foot in it really with a with a book that I. Um, I released um, and it had a a few few well-meaning tips in there that were specifically for women but um could be taken um out of context um so we really wanted to get an get an expert on the show to talk through this um this topic of of safety on the run and um so you seem like the 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 perfect person to have a chat to um and, and kind of set the record straight and how we should view this area. So, um, yeah. Do you want to explain to us sort of what what you do in your day job and and kind of what you like to do in your pastimes as well with your your running and triathlon?
2: Yeah, sure. No, no worries. Um, thanks for the opportunity to to have a chat with you about this. Yeah. Um, so I'm a lecturer in criminology at Victoria University in Wellington. Um. My research primarily focuses on gender and crime. So yep. one of the key issues that I'm interested in is women's experiences of crime, um, particularly in relation to sexual violence. Yep. Uh, I've done a lot of research with women who work in the sex industry, um, and more recently I've been doing some research with women in sport, talking to them about issues of, of gender, um, sexism and, and violence against women. So the the kind of topic that yeah that, that you wrote about in Runners World is is of a lot of interest to me um both from the perspective of the research that I've done and the research that I've read about and also from um, the perspective of being a, a runner myself and, and also a cyclist and you know spending quite a lot of time myself outdoors um yeah. As a woman in the in the public space, so yeah, so no, it's it's of an interest to me for a number of reasons.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, and obviously in New Zealand at the moment, um, I mean, what was it about a year ago? We lost Jo Pert up in up in Auckland here, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to, and I don't think the 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 official details have been released, but essentially she was out jogging and w- was attacked and, and actually killed. Um, so I guess it's one of those things that's quite high in people's thoughts and um, and many people know that um, I had someone close to me um, attacked on the the hut the hut River um, trails um, just before releasing that book so that kind of and heated the way that uh, that me and her actually wrote that section in the book um, mm-hmm. but often our intentions can kind of our intentions to keep ourselves safe um, and provide people with tips can often sort of lead the wrong way. So um, before we before we started the interview, you you were kind of chatting about um, about your views on on whether we should actually give people tips or um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, when I read um, what what you wrote in in Runners World uh, in, in the Runners World Guide. Uh, yeah it didn't really surprise me because historically there has been a tendency to particularly when talking about women's risk of victimization um to to try to make women responsible for managing um the risk of victimization so giving sort of tips to them not just runners but women in in the public space in general tips like not walking home um alone late at night not not walking down alleyways and whatnot That's been the the traditional approach um, to trying to to prevent violence against women in the public space. Now, the problem with this approach, there's a couple of problems with it. One is that it puts responsibility on women um, for managing their safety when responsibility really should be placed on on the perpetrators who make decisions um, to be violent and to treat women badly. But one of the other reasons it's not helpful is that women are actually really unlikely to be subject to random acts of violence in the public space. Yeah. They're far more likely to be offended against by someone they know, so you know, by a partner or an acquaintance um, or a friend, than by a stranger. That isn't to say that stranger violence doesn't happen. It's just that it's very, very, very unlikely. And if it does happen... Really, it's because that person was very, very, very unlucky that they encountered someone who, you know, decided to be violent towards them. Yeah. Yeah. But when we hear about these sorts of incidents in the media um, and if it happens to, to us personally or if it happens to someone close to us, I think it's really natural to want to try to search um, for things that, you know, could enhance our safety um, and to try to 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 think through things that you you know you can do to try and prevent this from happening. But the reality is that there isn't any kind of cast iron way to prevent something like that from happening. Um, but it's kind of natural for us to want to try and search um, for for ways to to stay safe. Absolutely. And I think myself, I'm you know reluctant to suggest safety tips um, to people for that very reason, that really there's there's not a cast iron way to prevent yourself from being victimized also it's not the responsibility of potential victims to you know to prevent their own victimization and also i think that there's a risk that thinking in these terms can actually increase the fear that something so rare like that will happen to us um when you know statistically we know it's very very unlikely Um, And we should all be, you know, enjoying being in the public space um, and running and and doing the things that we like doing. Yeah. Having said that, I think it's natural that if something like that does happen to you, that, you know, you do want to look for for things that you can do to feel safer. Um, And I support every individual um, in, you know, using whatever helps them to feel safer. But I wouldn't want to prescribe something to, to people because I think everyone's individual and everyone's had their own individual experiences
0: yeah now that's that's really cool advice and i guess um you know looking at that attack of that that person who um was close to me um a few years ago um she was sort of doing a lot of things right um, that we yeah that we talked about in in the book with those safety tips you know she was running in daylight um in a reasonably well populated area um Wearing a hoodie. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it was one of those things that the blame certainly wasn't on her. It was on um, it was on an attacker who had um, yeah twisted motives and um, was having pro- possibly one of the worst days of of his life as far as de- decision making goes. So um, yeah, I, I, and I definitely want to reinforce, reinforce that to people that it's you know it's not their decisions that are going to. Um, potentially make them more at risk it's um yeah it's the decisions of the the attacker and we we can't really be in control of of those so yeah that that's really cool advice now now you did mention as well um before we came on air um about how it's not just just attacks that um that women can um be on the receiving end um those sort of physical more extreme attacks but it's also that um those verbal things, the wolf whistles, and all that sort of thing, which doesn't help um the situation either, so do you want to um sort of talk about that as well?
2: yeah, sure, no worries um and that was something that when I read um the the, the section in in the runners world guide that it, it really got me thinking about because. Although women are statistically very unlikely to be subject to a random violent attack while they're running, yeah. yeah. Um, what well, seems to be coming through, and there, there haven't been really any academic studies on this, um, but there's been you know, reports in, in social media and blogs and, and also a survey that was undertaken by Runners World last year um, that show that... Women do seem to be more likely to encounter just sort of random harassment when they're running. So, like you just mentioned, wolf whistles, cat calls, um, those sorts of experiences. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And in the in the runners world study, um, which was quite a small survey, but what they found was that 43% of women, um, experienced harassment while they were running at least sometimes, um, compared to just four percent of men. So. This does seem to be something that that women are managing um, while they are running, and I think that it's you know it's really unacceptable. Women should be able to use um, the public space. You know they should be able to run wherever they like without you know someone interrupting the enjoyment of that yeah, run exactly. um, by making a comment about their body or you know the person's perception of, of their body. And I think that unfortunately there is a perception. Perhaps by some people who you know deliver um these sorts of comments and catcalls and whatnot. Some of the men who do this, um, that this is you know a compliment and that they're going to make the the woman's day. Um, if you like, <laughs> Suddenly um, woo you well, know, and... everyone everyone is different, and but I've yet to meet a woman who says that she enjoys being catcalled. Um, yeah, there might okay. be some out there, but generally, you know, it's just really annoying. Sometimes it you know makes women feel very unsafe. Um, And it really spoils, um, you know, the enjoyment of of what they're doing. Mm. So I think that rather than focusing on, you know, if we're going to talk about issues for women running, rather than focusing on, you know, the risk of random attacks, which the reality is we can do very little to prevent. um, And also they're very, very unlikely. I think that what we need to start talking about is this kind of, you know, common normalized everyday harassment that many women experience when they're running and we really need to call this out and say this is not acceptable and counter this idea that you know women enjoy this this sort of um experience because you know studies that have been undertaken on street harassment not with runners but you know with women in other environments show that you know it's not really enjoyed and it's not really welcomed um and i think that yeah it's important for us to to talk about that and to, to really say that this isn't okay um, yeah, and yeah. you know the women have a right to run and to feel safe and to not have their enjoyment of that run interrupted
0: yeah absolutely and that was one of the things um because in the the book that i wrote i said you know interpret wolf whistles as compliments and that was one of the things that i was really gutted with was that that came across as me saying that wolf whistles are okay and it was sort of meant the other meant the other way that If wolf whistles happen, then that's really stink that that person's doing that. And, um, yeah, that interpreting as a compliment is one way to sort of deflect it. But, um, yeah, I mean, the ultimate is that the wolf whistles just don't happen and people be respectful of other people um, when they're out there. Um, And, yeah, it's interesting that only 4% of men said they um, had had some sort of harassment um and that that seems surprising to me um that it would be that low um i know yeah, for me I mean, I um, it's,
2: it's a very small study yeah, um yeah. you know it's not a kind of huge population level study and yeah. Yeah. there definitely needs to be more research um you know to, to, to have a more accurate sense of, of how common it is but in terms of the kind of you know sexualized forms of harassment you do tend to hear women talking about that more often than men yeah it might be that men experience different forms of harassment um you know while they're running but i think that yeah we need we need more research on that to be able to conclusively say anything about it
0: yeah absolutely cool well um are there any sort of other other thoughts like from from your studies like obviously this is um not only a a big passion of yours, but an area that you've been you've been researching that you want to kind of touch on um, as far as runners and people exercising out there
2: um, go um I think that it's just really important to emphasize that you know the likelihood of of being subject to a random violent attack when you're running is is really unlikely, so yeah. You know, I hope that, that people could just continue to enjoy running and that they don't, you know, let the, the fear of, of such an unlikely incident ruin um, their experience of, of what's a really enjoyable activity. Um, and, you know, I think that what we do need to do is sort of continue the discussion of... Um, you know how women experience running in the public space um, and to continue to to call out the the normalization of, of harassment of women while they are running yeah um, and to to really try to you know send a message that this isn't okay, um yeah. you know people who are doing it who who do think that, that it is okay um so yeah that would that would be really all awesome. yeah you know, all that I would add, and just to get out there and enjoy your run
0: yeah, because ultimately the more of us out there um running and enjoying their running um chances are the less likely these things are going to happen because the more eyes there are to to look out for each other um hopefully that's the case um but yeah um i would totally agree and um encourage everyone to really enjoy their running and and not um not let fear drive you off the streets because um everyone's born to run and um, let's keep doing it so
2: definitely <laughs> yeah
0: so thank you so much, Lindsay. And um what about yourself for for your own running? Have you got or um or triathlon? Have you got any events you're you're planning to do this year or anything you're sort of working towards?
2: Well, I've been focusing quite a lot on cycling recently. Um yeah. and I've just got back into running. So I've just broken through that really painful period, you know, that it's <laughs> yeah. <gonna be> favorable. <laughs> yeah. The again yeah. now, which is good um, I'm gonna do a, a half Ironman man in April um awesome. Awesome. and then I'll probably do some half marathons during the year, but I'm not competitive, I'm just um uh, do it for enjoyment and kind of beat my own goals and whatnot so yeah yeah, yeah really right. looking looking forward at, uh, looking um forward to yeah having more balance again after just um cycling for so long, so yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, good work. Well, it's good to hear you're you're coming back from the dark side, <laughs> back, to, <Yeah. laughs> back to the running. Um, no, uh, there's a lot of listeners who um, use cycling as a necessary evil while they're injured or um, <laughs> <laughs> unable to run for various reasons. So.
2: Very common, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's
0: that's awesome. Well, w- wishing you all the best for your your half iron man and um, your training, and and thanks so much for your wise words. It's really. Really cool to ch- to chat about this stuff, and um, I think it's much better for us to chat about it um, in logical ways like this, rather than um, than on social media where things can can get a little bit heated and and taken out of context and all that. So I really appreciate your thoughts, and um, wish everyone um, safe running.
2: Thanks, Eden. Thanks.
0: All right, so that was Lindsay Armstrong with, uh, with her thoughts and suggestions
1: for how people can stay safe out there. Yeah, and that um, might be the only time we have a criminologist on the yeah, heavy yeah. running show, I suspect. So. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, but
0: definitely uh, really encourage everyone to, um, to keep running. Like, don't, don't let the fear of these attacks keep us off the streets and trails Yeah. Um, because the more runners out there, like I haven't heard of an attack from a runner on another runner um, it's usually um a a random outsider who who comes in so the more runners out there the better
1: Um, yeah you're actually you know safety numbers and that does bring up the whole group thing as well and so you know, one of the <laughs> one of the best training groups I know about Hayden is TempoFit. So well, give us an update, what's happening with TempoFit at the moment because you guys have had a bit of a change in your structure? Yeah, yeah. So um in
0: Auckland we've we've basically switched to more like a gym model. We it's ongoing. Yeah. So uh, you pay monthly, you drop in and out whenever you want to depending what events you've got going. Yeah. And the main reason for that like we felt we're um, we were short-changing people because the key to running success is consistency over time. It's not yeah. It's not about um, doing a, an epic block of training over a few weeks. Um, it's actually about keeping on going. So uh, we felt we needed to journey with our runners more long-term yeah. um, and yeah, step up the... Um, our our game as far as what we're offering people, so yeah. that's exciting. So we're um, we're super stoked yeah. to see to see people get on, involved as the new year comes in. And yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Um, uh, we're we're recording um, this on location down at the auckland domain and you just yep. finished a session Looked like some of the guys and girls were running through some reps on the track so yeah yeah that so. in itself is is even a, a bit of a change doing something track based
0: yeah yeah so we're doing 200s this morning usually we don't use use tracks because uh, it gets a bit boring running around in circles yeah um but uh yeah for the shorter shot the sharper stuff we, um, we are using the track over the summer yeah. and we've got a bit of focus at the moment on speed so next week we've got a one mile time trial mm. um, we've got some 3k time trials um, that yeah. sort of stuff um, and some some trail focused um, training as well. So yeah. w- while we're not in marathon or half marathon season, we're taking the opportunity to mix it yeah. up and well, build cool. speed,
1: build strength, and, and all uh, that. You know, the vast majority of tempo fitters are, uh, you know, focusing on half marathons and marathons. How yeah. how is the group enjoying the switch to to the, the shorter stuff? stuff? Some love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some hate
0: it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's some people that. Would um, would wake up and do a marathon every morning but the thought of running a mile as fast as they can just yeah, yeah scares the living daylights them. out yeah. of them. Yeah. Um I'm I veer towards more
1: the, the mile. What what would you be, would you? Uh yeah. Depends. <laughs> I mean my my body has given given out on me, so I, it hurts more to run fast, so I tend to to run slower. But definitely before before my um, Knees and and the right side of my body started getting really bad. You know, I I vastly preferred the the track work, and the faster yep. work. I think that's because I was a little bit fast, yeah. And so you know, I could get on the track and get up on my toes, and it felt good and fast. I I just can't get up on my toes anymore because I'm. Yeah. Too old and clapped out, too fat so. <laughs> I think we do tend to ear um, towards our
0: our strengths yeah. and um, definitely if you 're self coach like I know that I I tend to do the things that I'm I'm feeling good about. Yeah. Um and so it is one of those things that it's good to be thrown in the deep end and and work on your weaknesses and
1: Yeah. Um
0: yeah and and that's why I love jumping in training with other people because they make you do things that yeah. you wouldn't
1: do. Yeah, well and by it's, yourself. it's a fantastic time of the year right now with the weather being like this and you know most people are going back to work but work is still pretty relaxed at this time of year so um I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is, it's a fantastic time of year to really, um, you know, up your mileage, or up the intensity of your training, and do a little bit more. Yeah, it really is nice this time of year. So, yeah, just looking out and feeling like I should have run for an extra 20 minutes today, but oh well. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's good. Uh, cool. Well, I should go and get a run done. I'm on on daddy duty for the rest of the day, so I've only I've only got about 40 minutes to squeeze in my run for the day, oh, and, and then I've got our daughter. Cool. Um, but all the best everyone with your running. Enjoy your training. Happy running. Stay safe and we'll we'll catch you next week.
1: See you then.